to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast. Sports downright. All right. Hey, welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. This is Donnie Copeland, your host. And man, we are thrilled to have you tonight. Uh, I'm thankful for everybody that was worried about us uh, because we did just a uh, a recording on uh, last week. Uh, Just had a lot going on, so I had something in the can. So we went ahead and released a Minute with the Goat, which was just an abbreviated thing there that we do. But hey, we're back tonight, and uh, we're thankful for you. And uh, man, we we do this, uh, one, because we love sports, two, because we want to pay attention and uh, pay uh, uh, our our bring attention to the wokeism that is destroying sports. You know, when you think about it, the same thing that's destroying uh, all the major cities in America ran by Democrats. Uh, you look at a beautiful city like San Francisco. Those of you that have been to San Francisco years ago, and now go back to San Francisco, and it is just a rat hole. Uh, you go to New York City, it's it's night and day from when it was under uh, even Koch and 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 uh, uh, just all the great mayors there uh, that you know made it a decent city. Rudy Giuliani. Um, but you go to any any major city and look at just how terrible uh, those cities are, and it's because uh, liberalism and uh, socialism, communism, let's call it what it is, destroys single every single thing that it touches. And so that's what we do on the Red Pill Sports Podcast. We bring attention to wokeism that not only is infiltrating uh, every aspect of America. Look, look at our educational system right now. I thought uh, Vivek, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy brought up a great point uh, when he was being interviewed by Tucker Carlson the other night. And he's talking about, and I think actually it may have been uh, he was on somebody else's show uh, and uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't Tucker. But he, he made a great point and he said, if you think about it, think about the, uh, the teachers' unions uh, who are they unionizing against? Their, their, their customers are students and parents. Uh, and, and I thought that was a great, uh, but, but teachers unions uh, and, and liberalism, not so much the unions, but the liberalism has, has literally destroyed uh, these, uh, every institution, every single institution. And it's no different in sports. We see this. Uh, in high school, we see it in uh, swimming. We see it everywhere. That's what liberalism does. It destroys. It's a cancer. Uh, it, the, and the sooner you realize that, the better. That liberalism uh, is uh, it is a cancer that will eat and destroy every single thing that it touches. Well, tonight uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about something else that liberalism has destroyed. That is the athletic program at Northwestern University in Chicago. Um, And uh, if you've not heard, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, who is the, uh, has been the head football coach, 
not only has been the head football coach for the last 17 years at Northwestern, but uh, has had numerous opportunities to leave. I mean, has had all kind of money thrown at him, uh, both from the NFL and from other, other college teams. But he chose to stay at Northwestern because he played at Northwestern. He was a linebacker there. Uh, is the favorite son of Northwestern, been the favorite son. Uh, he's born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, it was his dream job. Uh, three young sons and his wife, and they've lived there. Uh, just signed a huge new contract. He was actually uh, in the middle of building uh, just phenomenal new facilities. Uh, and for the size of university it is, uh, playing in the Big Ten, it's very unique that they are as good as they are. They had a couple of down years, only won four games the last two years, but had numerous 10-win seasons. Um, and, uh, and, and, and by all practical purposes, I think the, the football program – I, I would I would uh, tell you that I believe within the next three to five years that the North, that the football program at Northwestern will not exist, uh, and that's not that's not any reflection on the uh, the young man that's taken over as the interim beard I believe it is uh, that was on staff there if I'm not mistaken, uh, but but let, let's dive into this a little bit. We're brought to you tonight by Red River Auto RedRiverAuto.com. We're brought to you by MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use the promo code RED. Uh, and uh, don't forget that the Red River Auto is the most patriotic car dealership in America. If you want to get a great deal on a car, go to RedRiverAuto.com. And then, uh, listen, do yourself a favor. Get some of those Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow.com. Make sure you use that promo code RED and get a super, super deal. Man, I'm just pumped to have you tonight. Uh, really, really um, excited about the show. I'm not excited about the subject just because, you know, anytime anybody loses their job, that's not cool. Um, and and that's what's happened. Pat, Fitz, Pat Fitzgerald uh, was fired on Monday, uh, despite on Friday being told that uh, he would be under a two-week suspension. Now, all this stems from, most of you that are uh, avid sports fans will know kind of what's going on, but I'll I'll recap real quick. Uh, Six months ago, there was an investigation started. Uh, It was uh, started as a result of a uh, young man that had played on the football team who was not very good. He was a backup quarterback, didn't make the team, uh, came on as a walk-on, wasn't really good enough to even – uh, certainly not good enough to get a scholarship. Uh, and, and and has even said this on numerous occasions uh, that uh, uh, Carson Richardson, I believe was his name, uh, that his, his goal was to take down uh, Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach, football coach at Northwestern University in suburbs of Chicago. And so uh, that has been stated. That's what he was going to do. And in this environment of cancel culture, wokeism, man, it's the perfect, uh, and Northwestern, quite honestly, is the perfect place to do it because they're scared of their own shadow. And so there was a six-month investigation. The investigation uh, was investigating the alleged uh, racist um, uh, behavior going on on the football team and then 
primarily uh, looking at hazing that was going on. There was some uh, initiation where guys had to strip down. This is all alleged. Uh, and uh, as a quarterback, he would have to take a, a snap from center, from uh, uh, the center who was undressed. He's undressed. Uh, there was some kind of bizarre, uh, alleged bizarre behavior going on sexually. Um, but uh, and 11 players, I'm giving you the whole thing, uh, 11 players who none of them ever started, none of them were ever uh, were very good, uh, signed the letter and said, yeah, uh, the hazing went on at Northwestern. Well, then you had 100 football players sign a letter, say it didn't happen, uh, that uh, if there were, was anything that they're not aware of going on, uh, Pat Fitzgerald certainly was not hiding anything. Okay, so that's kind of the he said, she said, uh, no pun intended, he said, he said. Uh, but I think I had it right to begin with. So anyway, uh, so here here's the part that I think you have to see, and then I'll go into where I think uh, – where this is headed, where it will end up. Uh, but but the bottom line is this. This is things that you won't hear on ESPN because they jumped all over this and was like, you know, Pat Fitzgerald's horrible guy and deserves to be fired, blah, blah, blah. Well, one thing is, and I don't think this is a huge thing, uh, although it's a lot of money, I think the timing of it was super curious because Pat Fitzgerald, if he would have coached one game uh, in the 2023-2024 season, uh, he would have uh, been eligible for his entire contract that was guaranteed uh, of $20 million. He had signed a new deal that was worth $20 million. Well, So I think it was curious that he was fired um, before September. Uh, and here's why I think that's curious is because uh, there was a six-month investigation, not a week, not a few days, and they make this hurried statement and then had to backtrack. No, a six-month investigation by a law firm, uh, and they figured out that Pat Fitzgerald didn't know about anything. There looked like there probably was some hazing going on. Uh, well, newsflash, I guarantee the president of the college, I guarantee the, the athletic director, I guarantee you people all the way up the food chain knew there was hazing going on because it goes on on every, every single football campus. So uh, that's one. Uh, doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it justified. It's just it is what it is. So, but, but here's the thing that you need to know. At the end of that six-month uh, investigation, uh, they pulled a report together. They didn't release, by the way. They did a summary, but not the entire report. And then on Friday, this past Friday, uh, they they said, "Look, you know, uh, they don't think Coach Fitzgerald knew about it. Uh, he certainly was not covering up anything because they don't think he knew about it. Uh, but they were going to suspend him for two weeks because he should have known about it." Okay, so that was on Friday. Well, this young man who filed the original complaint six months ago, who was the ex quarterback, who was disgruntled who said he was going to get Pat Fitzgerald's job if it was the last thing that he did. Essentially, that's what he said. Uh, and, and people testified, or uh, witnesses heard him say that. 
because uh, there's not been any court of law or anything, so there's no no witnesses. So I misspoke there. So uh, on Monday, I mean during the weekend, this kid goes to the Northwestern School paper, uh, goes to some other outlets, starts telling a lot of salacious things that uh, were allegedly or not in the report, but the report was never released. So he starts telling all this stuff. So I don't know if the university was planning on covering all this up and never releasing the report and just hoping to suspend Fitzgerald for two weeks and then call it a day and keep moving on. Uh, but this kid goes and kind of tells everything. And then he goes and meets with the school president. Uh, now, can you imagine the school president meeting with this disgruntled uh, guy and then on the, in the backdrop, you have a, a man that has given his life to this university 17 years, passed up millions upon millions of dollars uh, to stay at Northwestern, that being Pat Fitzgerald. But the president, instead of meeting with Pat Fitzgerald and said, hey, you know, tell me what really happened, he's meeting with this kid who's already stated that he wants to take down Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald. At the end of that weekend, on Friday, they suspended Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks. On Monday, they fired him, okay? So you had a six-month investigation, and then you, after six months, after a lot of uh, uh, thinking about it and contemplating what you wanted to do, you felt like after the end of the six-month investigation on Friday that a two-week suspension, not a month, not several games, a two-week suspension would suffice. So that tells me in the report it doesn't seem to be that much there. But the kid goes out and kind of lays everything out, gets the public all stirred up. So the president comes out and says, no, we're not suspending Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks. After thinking about this and looking at the report uh, over a six-month period, we've decided we're going to fire him. Well, here's what's going to happen. Pat Fitzgerald is going to get his $20 million. Pat Fitzgerald's probably going to get, uh, win a lawsuit or at least a settlement that's going to be in the tens, if not uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for uh, unlawful uh, firing uh, for de de defamation. I think the kid's probably going to get fire, uh, sued for defamation. Uh, and then, but here's the, the, it's not about the money. It's not about the suing. That's not even the main thing. The main thing here is you had a man that, and his family that gave their life to Northwestern. Not, not that he wasn't well compensated, not that he was perfect. I don't even know the guy, but everybody that talks about Pat Fitzgerald talks about how, uh, stand up, uh, awesome guy he is mid forties spend his whole life uh, at Northwestern University in suburbs of Chicago. And you take a kid uh, who goes to the media and, and you say, oh, man, we can't be looked at as being racist. We can't look at as being uh, homophobic. We can't be looked at as being uh, tolerating hazing that goes on in every single uh, football in every single football program in some degree or another. Um, and so we got to fire a guy uh, after 17 years, you know, see you later, have a nice life. So here's what I want us to see, that it's not about the facts. 
It's the same thing with Donald Trump and all the indictments. It's not about the facts. It's not about what really happened. It's about the perception. And schools cannot, institutions, uh, uh, corporations cannot withstand the public scrutiny because they are so skittish and they are so spineless when it comes to accusation. Um, and so uh, that, that's what we're left with in this society. We are left with in a society where you are, uh, you, you're not, get, even though there was a six month investigation, the, the, the judgment was this, this was a two week suspension, which is nothing, a two week suspension. I don't know if it was paid or unpaid. I, I didn't hear that part. Uh, but you're talking about a six-month investigation, and you go from a two-week suspension, again, not suspending him from coaching games, not suspending him uh, from anything else that's in the football season, but at literally a two-week suspension in the offseason, um, and you go from that to firing him just because you can't bear the thought of having to defend somebody against racism and against something that is um, deemed to be uh, inappropriate, i.e. hazing. Now, l let's look at something else that is fascinating. Let let's look at another part of this that another part of this that I don't think you've heard anywhere else. I don't think you'll hear anywhere else, but uh, a special thank you to, uh, to the late, great Rush Limbaugh who taught you and I, taught me how to think the way I'm getting ready uh, to give this to you. And that is uh, to look at this uh, in a contrarian type of way. And that is, so you're going to fire Pat Fitzgerald because allegedly uh, he allowed unknowingly, according to the report, that players were you know, doing something kind of iffy sexually, not not having sex or anything, but getting undressed and, and really kind of, I, I would say, you know, definitely inappropriate. Uh, but yet at the same time, you are promoting transgenderism. You are promoting, at Northwestern, go look it up. Northwestern is heavily promoting uh, and supporting people who are mentally insane who think boys that thinks they're girls, girls that are think they're boys, uh, not just supporting them, uh, but uh, promoting them, promoting the uh, the very concept of gender confusion and gender dysphoria, which uh, that's what it is. It's confused. It's psychological uh, confusion in relation to your gender, and so. The University of Northwest, Northwestern University is actively contributing to the, dis, the gender dysphoria of its students uh, through this support for this gender affirming uh, transitioning. Uh, uh, and I was doing some research, and, and maybe we'll follow up on this, uh, but even in some of their departments, and you know, uh, supporting through the medical society, uh, the the giving of 
drugs that will permanently uh, alter people's uh, gender, or, or at least their chemical, not their gender, but their chemical makeup, uh, which is leading a lot of people to suicide and and tremendous psychological damage for the rest of their life, not to mention the physical damage. Uh, yet you are going to fire a guy because something sexual went on. Look at the tremendous hypocrisy going on. Uh, you're never going to hear this on ESPN. You're not going to hear it on uh, FS1. Uh, that you have, on one hand, a, a university that is actively promoting dysfor- gender dysphoria, actively promoting the sexualization of children uh, by advocating for transgenders and uh, these sick, uh, sexually deviant people to read to children and to uh, perform in front of children and create this culture of sexual deviancy and yet fire a family guy because uh, the head football coach uh, because you're afraid of the woke mob. That is the bottom line, and I think that is the greatest tragedy. Yes, and, and, and essentially, you know what you've done? You know, back in Bible times, you had this, you know, listen, sexual deviancy is from hell. So it's it's not new. This isn't this didn't start with, you know, uh, 2020 or 2018 or 2015, and and then this this acceleration of this sexual sickness. Uh, no, no, this this goes clear back to the Bible, Molech, and they would offer their children. Uh, they would have sex with children. They would offer children up, uh, and and offer up human sacrifices. That, that's what devils do. That's what demon-possessed people do. They offer up uh, humans, uh, both literally and figuratively. Well, that's exactly what's happened with uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald, in essence, has been offered up on the altar of wokeism. He's been offered up on the altar of cancel culture, which has its roots uh, in the same uh, uh, the same deviance, sexual deviancy of Molech, the same deviancy uh, of, of Hollywood and, and all that. It's the same spirit, and it destroys. It, it sits there, and then it... Don't ever forget this. The Clintons and the devil and the Democrats, and, and I mean that literally, uh, will always accuse you of what they're doing, okay? So they're accusing Pat Fitzgerald of some sexual deviancy while they are out in the open uh, performing and promoting this sick sexual deviancy. But they can get Pat Fitzgerald fired. They can get him fired for two guys, you know, uh, hazing another guy and they're not wearing clothes. Uh, which again, I don't agree with. I think is you know, I think two weeks suspension was probably, uh, you know, maybe even not enough. I don't know if that was actually going on, but again, the six month report could not did not conclude that Pat Fitzgerald knew what was going on, had any knowledge of what was going on. So here's where we are with Northwestern. Northwestern had just started a multi multi million dollar. 
expansion of their football stadium. They had built a beautiful indoor football facility, practice facility. It was getting ready to build a huge, uh, a really nice state-of-the-art football stadium, and, and they needed it desperately uh, because their, their facilities are way behind. Pat Fitzgerald, literally, because he is a son of Northwestern, he's a son of Chicago, uh, and he gave, literally gave back some of his money and was raising the money for this. All that's over. In fact, one, one major donor said, look, there won't be a stadium built because nobody else can, can get the money that Pat Fitzgerald could have gotten. That, the money's neither here nor there. Here's the bottom line. You sacrifice on the altar of wokeism and cancel, cancel culture uh, your favorite son, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, while at the same time, you've got departments and you've got uh, the, new, the same newspaper that trashed Pat Fitzgerald is promoting uh, sexual deviancy with children, sexual pedophilia, and uh, and transgenderism and sexual dysphoria, uh, uh, gender dysphoria, uh, that is the essence of hypocrisy, uh, both in uh, just in our culture, uh, and so you know ESPN will never go in there and say, okay, now look, okay, Pat Fitzgerald probably should have been suspended, probably should have been reprimanded uh, for for this going on. But wait a minute, uh, isn't Northwestern promoting the sexual deviancy, uh, these drag queens reading to children uh, in their library and just all this kind of garbage going on, sexual garbage going on on Northwestern University, uh, at Northwestern University, and yet you are uh, going to hang Pat Fitzgerald out to dry because of the same thing? Uh, and and I would, I would contend definitely not nearly, nearly as bad, not even close. So that is, my friend, uh, why this show exists, to point out the tremendous hypocrisy, to get you to start thinking in a way that Rush Limbaugh taught me and taught you how to think, to think like the contrarian, to think about, now, wait a minute, uh, isn't this uh, a little backwards uh, and so uh, it, it's my privilege, it's my honor to come on here. And when these things, you know, we're not going to always talk about uh, things that are, are really uh, salacious. And we're not going to always talk about things that are, you know, we, we talk about sports. We talk about things in sports. But the wokeism and cancel culture has so permeated uh, the sports landscape, especially, especially in college sports, uh, from swimming to wrestling uh, to running uh, to uh, now you have uh, this going on. All at the same time, the, your your college campuses are are the very center of this gender dysphoria. The very center. You have professors promoting this garbage and pushing it like there's some high high moral ground. Uh, for promoting this garbage. Uh, and yet, here's a guy, was probably his biggest sin was he was too decent. His biggest sin, Pat Fitzgerald, probably his biggest downfall was he wasn't woke enough. 
It wasn't cancel culture enough. Here's a message. Here's a lesson to Pat Fitzgerald. I don't know Pat Fitzgerald. I don't know where he stood on uh, all the stuff when it comes to wokeism and all that. But here's what I would say, Pat Fitzgerald, to you. Uh, I'm not blaming you, but I'm saying if if you stood by and watched as these sick, deviant, sexual deviant people parade around the college university you used to work at, or on which you used to work, uh, and you read their newspapers and you saw the sexual deviancy being promoted and you didn't stand up and say anything about it, well, guess what? I'm not blaming you, but you got canceled by the same people that probably you should have stood up to. And again, I'm not blaming you, but but it's a lesson to every one of you out there. If it's going on in your job, if it's going on in your school, if it's going on in your church, God forbid, if it's going on in your club, if it's going on in your family, and you think you can sit by quietly and, and not say anything and the mob will leave you alone, you have never been more wrong. It's not a matter of if they'll get you. It's a matter of when they will claim you and put your hide, tack your hide to the wall. And so stand up, be counted, say what needs to be said. This stuff is garbage. It, it's got to stop. It's got to stop now. It's not going to happen in my school. It's not going to happen in my department. If you're going to do that garbage, if you want to fly rainbow flags instead of American flags, go do that somewhere else. You're not doing it in my department. And if they don't like it, I'll go to work somewhere else. Because if you don't do that, you know what happens to you? You become a victim of what you were silent about. There's a story, I just read it the other day. Actually, it was a video, and I'll close with this. It was a, a young lady told the story. It's very powerful. And she said that when she was a senior and she was in her biology class, that her, her biology teacher was just this tremendous person. Said they had a lot of bright, really bright people uh, in their class. She was a straight-A student, 4.0. And one day they walk in, and the teacher puts them in a circle. He was very stern. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't his usual gregarious self. He wasn't outgoing. He was just very straight-laced. And uh, he puts everybody in a circle, has a table in the middle of the room, and he takes a goldfish he had in a, in a bowl, and he lays that goldfish in a dry bowl that has no water. And it's, it's, it's tall enough size that everybody can see it. It's a glass bowl, uh, but it has no water in it. Everybody's seeing the goldfish as he's gasping for breath and he says if one person says a word if one person gets up if one person does anything he said you will make a zero for this class do you understand me and he walks out of the room so they sit there for like three to four minutes uh, a minute goes by the goldfish is gasping he said man there's this young lady's telling the story she said man there's people crying watching this goldfish as it gasped for, for breath. And, uh, and and finally, one girl gets up after about three minutes, and she goes, I can't take this. She takes the goldfish, and she puts it back in the water. And the teacher comes in, and he says, uh, that was a test to see if you would sacrifice a, a grade to save the fish. That was a test to see if you would go along with the mob 
and you would do what everybody else was doing, even though you knew it was wrong and you were told the punishment if you did it. And his lesson to them was, regardless of the sacrifice, regardless of the price that it cost you, do the right thing. And, and in this world that we live in, uh, you've, you and I are going to have to do that. I'm not, again, I'm not blaming Pat Fitzgerald, but I would suspect Pat Fitzgerald thought that he could, he could, you know, he could collect his very, very uh, generous paycheck. He could be the, the great man on campus that he's been for years as a player, as a coach at the University of Northwestern or Northwestern University in suburb, suburbs of Chicago. And he could just go along with all the wokeism and all the council culture around him. But as long as he didn't say anything, he could be like the Jews when the, when the trains would go by uh, on its way to Auschwitz and they would just, they would be singing in church. And when they would hear those trains coming, they would just sing a little louder thinking that uh, because they couldn't hear them, then it, they, they didn't exist but they themselves would never be on those same trains. But know this, that the cancel culture is coming for you. Uh, they want to tack your hide to the wall, and they got Pat Fitzgerald. And so what do you do? Stand up. Stand up and say something. Stand up and take a stand. Don't be a wilting flower. All right, that's it. That's the sermon for today on the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Brought to you by uh, RedRiverAuto.com and MyPillow.com. And don't forget to use that promo code RED. Uh, Probably be, uh, I'll have you a minute with a goat that we'll probably produce here uh, in uh, the next couple of days. Also, don't forget about, got a great new show we're going to be bringing to you. The coolest Medicare podcast ever. And it's going to be a podcast about navigating Medicare. Uh, and so that'll be coming up by the one and only Brian Coolis. Also, don't forget to check out the Doc Washburn show. And uh, Doc is going to primarily video or exclusively video. We'll have some uh, audio from the video uh, from time to time. And so don't forget to check out those. Thank you for Uh, supporting our sponsors. Thank you for supporting the Red Pill Sports Podcast. And until next time, this is Donnie Copeland, your host of the Red Pill Sports Podcast, saying have a great day and have a great week. God bless you, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Brought to you by the Doc Washburn Show Family of Podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.